Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. Did you know the Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all of the social media outlets? Give us a like, follow, share, subscribe, or even a review if you're feeling generous. Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Pod. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It is Tuesday. You know what that means. It's me, your boy, Big Tasty, as always, with a returning Troy. How's it going, man? Ari, yeah, I'm good. I'm good, mate. A few weeks off, a uh, bit of holiday, a bit of R and R. I feel refreshed. I saw that one. You, you went to Saltburn, did you on the trolley? Aye, yeah. Up the, up the hill. That's that's so good, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I love it. oh mate, it's <laughs> such a nice part of the country, man. It's beautiful. The yeah. weather was absolutely perfect. I ate my body weight in fish and chips. So, so you got a little lemon top as well. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That was yeah. that was the last thing I got before I left. Like, saw the holiday off with a lemon top. Perfect. Nice, love yeah, it. Man. <laughs> oh, sweet. And you have the nice weather as well, because it's, I mean, it's, it's still, just, just to pull up the game, we're recording this on the weekend, and it is, it's going to be, by the time this goes out, it'll be presumably a lot cooler, but it is still hot as balls today. Oh, yeah. It's uh, currently 31 at the moment. Oh, I've, got, I've got that coastal breeze, mate. It's only 29 here. It's great. <laughs> the benefit of living nice. by the coast. It's, oh, uh, mate, landlocked in fucking sunny Coventry. <laughs> oh, seriously, went to Sheffield yesterday, and it was, like, significantly hotter than it is in Liverpool. Because there's, mm. no, there's just no seed. There's nowhere for the heat there's to nothing. go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, great. Uh, right. We'll crack into it. Um, if you're listening to us on Jack's Radio, welcome. Uh, we were played in by a bit of Muse, a bit of Bliss, which is, I always love that. Um, we'll crack straight into the WWE bits and bobs. Uh, not an awful lot of mass, some really good matches this week, but not an awful lot of like massive news. Mm. But we'll, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. we'll crack into it and we'll, we'll go through it. Um, obviously, we're, we're on the road, the, the, the sort of rickety Roman road. To clash at the castle. Um, that's coming up next weekend. Uh, oh, no, it's not. It's like September. After. Isn't it? Yeah, three three weeks away. Third of September, three yeah. weeks. I think not far though. Not far at all. Yeah, it's it's getting closer. Um, so speaking of clash at the castle, um, according to Fightful, there is eternal speculation among WWE talent that this year's draft will occur immediately following Clash at the Castle, perhaps as soon as 9th of September or the 12th of September. That's SmackDown and Raw, respectively. So they're the so not the Monday, obviously. Are they what are they doing about that Raw? Because are they doing it in the UK? I don't know. Uh, I've not seen it. They might be, but oh, I've just... only. I've only planned to go to Clash at the Castle. Or are they just hoofing everyone back to America on the Sunday? Saying they're hoofing people like double quick time to get back and do Raw on the Monday, maybe. So maybe not that Raw, but the SmackDown and the Raw following that is presumed right. rumoured to be this, this draft. Um, and any plans to repackage specific wrestlers apparently going to wait until after the draft. Uh, I did just see an, an article which might perhaps follow on to this. Um, apparently Dewdrop has been in conversation with Creative asking for a name change. Good. Yeah. Bloody hope so, because do drops nonsense. What better time to do it than when you're back in the UK? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Now, um, how do you feel about the draft? Like, I mean, does reckon... it? Is there any point anymore? No, and that's what I think. <laughs> is I... there a brand? Is there a brand split anymore? It it made it like I mean they've unified the titles, so it's not like each brand's got its own title. They, they sl- are doing. They, the they've slimmed and... the roster down so much with the releases yeah. that they probably don't need it anymore. No, saying that you say slim the roster down with releases, we're seeing the fair few of those coming back. Yeah, true. 
Well, um, we'll talk about that in a little bit as well. I have to say, more on that later. Um, but yeah, I think when you've got a big enough roster, fine. Like I remember there was, was that phase in like, was it like the mid 2000s or something? And the roster was just absolutely like, not stacked, massive, not yeah. great, but just so many. And it warranted a brand split. Now it's so streamlined. Like, unless they're going to, like they did with the first one, well, when they kind of revitalize it with a, they brought up NXT talent as well. And that was quite cool. I remember like Finn Balor was like the number one pick or something like that. And that was a really big deal. Yeah. They're going to make a sort of spectacle of it and fine. And, and well, he was think... the universal champion at the time, wasn't he? That was just before he went away. with Just injury. before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he, he came up and then I think within a month, won like the Universal Championship. It was him and Seth at SummerSlam, wasn't it? Yeah. And, then, and then like two days later, I think it within 48 hours. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I, I don't know. Like it, they've, there's still time. There's still a month. There's plenty of time for them to bring back talent to, to beef out the roster and it may well work, but I don't know. I, I don't think the brand splits really necessary nowadays. You've, you've got both belts unified. I say that with bunny ears. Yeah. If they're doing a brand split, then surely they have to ununify them. But you think so, wouldn't you? Because the whole point of the draft is you draft the champions and like yeah. so the specific brands, don't you? And that's like put if mm-hmm. yeah, who the first pick is obviously gonna be Roman because he's the double champion. And then what's the point? Yeah. There's no other main title then. So Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, we'll yeah, see. I'm, I'm unsure I mean, on that. I can see well, I'm, yeah. I see them wanting to do it because it generates a bit of excitement. Maybe it, it, it's always a bit of a who's going to pop up where is anyone going to get called from NXT? Mm. You know, but yeah, I, know, I, I see what you're getting at. Yeah. Yeah, right. Next what up, then. would be nice? Sorry, just just to very yeah. quickly go back to that. What would be nice if if they did do a draft and it wasn't necessarily people that they had signed and they used that as a way of revealing that they just re-signed or signed someone? Yeah. So like like they do in um like they do in the NFL where it's like yeah. new talent coming in. It's not necessarily mm. moving around people who are already there. It's like bringing new yeah. people into the into the company. Yeah. If it that was like NXT, NXT exciting. UK, free agents. Yeah. Because NXT yeah. UK, Again, I mean, I don't know that that's on, the, as well. on the list. <laughs> yeah, it's NXT UK is up in the air, isn't it? So, <laughs> yeah, we'll <laughs> right. see. We'll see. We'll, we'll um, the... What we got next? It's uh, next up. Sean Ross Sapp tweeted yesterday uh, in regards to Drew McIntyre, and this is a this is a, a butt clincher. If I full confirmed that Drew McIntyre has been working through a rough back injury that it's been led to him being pulled from the road this weekend. He's not expected to need surgery, and he is still planned for Clash of the Castle. But mm, maybe you've. Uh, Squeaky bum time there, isn't it? Yeah. I um yeah, I, I read a bit about this earlier on. So he's been pulled from the house shows this weekend, and I think pulled from house I could be wrong, but I believe he's been pulled from house shows in the entire run up to Clash at the Castle. So it would just be live TV appearances. Um and I imagine it won't be in too much of a physical capacity. It's mad- to it's madness this. to me that you will book someone in the main event of a pay-per-view and then make them wrestle house shows the month before the main event of that pay-per-view. Knowing they've got they're coming into it with an existing yeah, injury, that, that is asking for trouble. Because I know he was off. It was a while ago now. I think it was when he was written off in the the Corbin and Mad Cat Moss storyline, and they wrote him off for a bit there. And I don't know if that was back a back injury or if it was something else. But this, I think, is like a niggling thing. I'm sure I've heard something about this like of several months back as well. So yeah, yeah. To your point, like, why would you put someone on house shows in like the weeks building up to it, knowing they've already got an injury, a dicky back, and just yeah, I mean, as you, you say, could, you, could, clencher. you could go more to the point of why is WWE still doing house shows when they record seven hours of television a week? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, that's that's <laughs> enough opportunity to put fans in front of the product. Exactly. In all but, yeah. hey, we've got to make that money somehow, I guess. Um, <laughs> it's, so, going on from what we, we said earlier about 
NXT UK and the, maybe sort of involvement in a draft. Um, so there's some lingering questions about NXT UK's future. I know they've cancelled some tapings, haven't they? I think it's due to was it football? It's because no, but nobody could have envisioned the fact that when the football season started, the BT Sports might need their studio back. <laughs> I mean, saying that they managed last season. Yeah, true. But yeah, it, it Jay keeps bashing on about it, and I don't want to believe it, but he does keep saying like it feels like NXT UK's days are numbered, which I, oh, it disappoints me because see the thing is, Trip, Triple H knows it exists, and he wants the good talent. Mm. Vince didn't care. Vince didn't know it was real. Vince thought it was some sort of fake news. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. He it's... didn't know what he didn't know what a gallus was, mate. I mean, I still don't know what a gallus is, and I've been watching <laughs> NXT UK for well since it started. Some sort of haggis space <laughs> dish, is it? <laughs> Probably something of iron brew. I don't know. Well, ask Aaron. Iron brew sausages. <laughs> That's not the technical term for an iron brew sausage. A gallus. Iron brew sausage. A gallus. That's, like, that's, that's, that's what you ask for in a Glasgow chippy if you want an Ivory sausage. Gallus and chips, please, mate. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Oh, so, so, speaking of Gallus, um, several talents from the brand are scheduled to be in Florida later this month, specifically mentioning Gallus and William Regal's son, Charlie Dempsey. Mm. Um, that... Yeah. I. If, okay, so if Vince was still in charge, I'd worry about this. Certainly for someone like Charlie Dempsey. But hopefully, with it now being a different sort of creative team, yeah, but can they'll you see allow him to. Can you see him doing well in NXT 2.6? Surely, you've got to think main roster. Like you, you have to take him. You don't want him in that fucking hot mess, do you? Mm, yeah, uh, Gallus. I feel will go straight to main roster. They're an established tag team. Well, I could, looks... Yeah, I mean, I could see Wolfgang doing some sort of like wet hot American summer shenanigans in NXT. Though. <laughs> be, uh, you get some mileage out of that. <laughs> Fucking hell. It feels like they're, they're trying to rebuild, uh, not rebuild, but build up, I guess, or whatever, the, the, the tag division on Raw and SmackDown now. Um, and Gallus would be a really, really good addition. I know they're not everyone's cup of tea, but they're a, they're a competent tag team. And they're well established over here. It might well get some more eyes on you know, stuff Who over there. Who would you have as Gallus' tag team then? Would you have Wolfgang and Mark or would you have Mark and Joe? I'd keep it as it is. Wolfgang and Mark. Yeah. And have Joe as the kind of the... The big boy. The, sing- the big singles guy. Although he's the smaller of the three. <laughs> he's still he's still pushed more as the singles guy within the faction. He is the but best- I don't think that's bad. He's the best wrestle boy out of the three of them, isn't he? The best wrestle boy. He is. He is. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd keep them as they are in terms of who the tag team is. Um, but yeah, it'd be cool. They're, they're a, as well as them being a decent tag team, they're a faction, and I've always been a big fan of factions. There aren't that many currently roaming about in WWE, so to, no. to bring them over, and they're, they're a bit different to everything else on there as well, like that kind of like old firm and. And if you need some Scottish people to back Drew up in his feud against the Bloodline, there you go. Maybe you know. Boom. That's a shout. They could do this thing. You're all watch Scottish. Gallus, watch. You're all Scottish. Go you could be friends. Like, never mind if somebody's put Celtics, <laughs> me put Rangers. But look, you're all the same. Probably, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad shout, though. If it looks like they might be bringing Gallus over, what a way to introduce them. The numbers are firmly stacked against Drew with the bloodline. So why not have him bring some some heavies in? Yeah. Let's get to see Joe Coffee fucking eviscerate Sami Zayn, which would be hilarious. <laughs> 
Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> right then. Um, keeping with Fightful Select, um, a, a bit more twisting the knife on Vince here. Uh, now that Vince McMahon is gone, creative have discussed Bray Wyatt for potential return to the company. Wouldn't that be a fun draft pick? Ooh. <laughs> yes, it would. Uh, and this, this this fucking blows my mind. One person indicated that Vince McMahon grew tired of Bray being so protective of his gimmick, and it was also claimed that McMahon didn't like Bray. And as it says here, said degrading things about his physique. I saw on the line he screamed at him about his physique. I saw he screamed thing. Yeah, it was very. How has this man verbal. not just been punched in the face like really hard, multiple times? By several people. Yeah. Like, I know, you, you, right, obviously, Bray was on his on his way out anyway, but, like, you think you could have a swing, wouldn't you? If he's doing this, Still, he's like, treating you like yeah. an actual child. Mm-hmm. Which is what he was doing. Like, fuck that guy. I'm, like, yeah. I was saying to Jay last night, someone needs to fucking shoot him to make sure he can't come back. <laughs> Delete him. Um, what do you reckon about Bray coming back? It, it's been speculated for ages, and people are kind of... Yeah, but there's been, there's, been an, and... there's been an obstacle on the way, which is no longer there true. Do you I think, think he'll I, come back? I think it's the only place he can come back to. I think it's the only place he'd ever fit. Mm. Like Everyone wanted him in AW, and like I, I was banging the drum from the start. I was like, he's not going to fit in AW. There's nowhere for him. There's no p- point to put him. Like What he wants to do, there's no avenue to make that happen in AW. Everywhere mm. else is too small for him. Like Impact can't come to pay him what he wants. Mm. Um, GCW, well, like, what the fuck? Well, that would be like a fucking. What's he going to do in GCW? You know, <laughs> and no one at New Japan wouldn't touch him because they're 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 too sport based. And mm. um, WWE is the only place where he could do what he wants to do. He just needs a better environment. True. He might not. He might yeah. not have that better environment. Mm-hmm. I'd like if if he does come back, and someone asked me this yesterday. Do you want to see him come back as the fiend Firefly Funhouse kind of personality thing? Or as like spooky cult leader? I said spooky cult leader. Or something I different. That... Why not do something? Or, new? or something completely different. Yeah. There, there is always he's that. He's been he's been such a he's been so good at reinventing himself and having these new gimmicks mm. and these new characters. Like let him just, yeah. just say to him, what do you want to do? Like what, what do what's you your what's your idea? Well yeah. give us what you've got and we'll run with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm excited. Like if, if he does, like I've I've always been a massive thing, uh, massive fan of anything that he does, um, character-wise, in and out of the ring as well. Like various interviews of him, just seems like a an all-round like top guy, but also like a real good mind, a real good creative mind for the business. And I know when he first left, and, and there was talk of him sort of going to Hollywood and and doing some sort of like producing and writing. He was, he was in a like he was that. in a film, wasn't he? It was like like horror Xanadu or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I'd like to see him back. Yeah, time will tell. Uh, right, moving on to some positive news. Uh, a Peacock marketing email revealed that Charlotte Flair will be a guest on the next Broken School session. Um, so Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to be hosting that, and it's going to premiere on nineteenth of August. Nice on Peacock or WWE Network if you're in the UK. Yeah, um, I look forward to that. Actually, I know Charlotte isn't everyone's cup of tea. It's not necessarily mine, but I am intrigued to kind of hear, provided it's not kind of in character, which it isn't. Like, for the most part, these Broken Skull sessions are very kind of off the cuff. Yeah, I mean, you had, I, Corey, you had Corey Rhodes talk, uh, Cody Rhodes talking about Zelda, didn't you? Yeah. So, you know, yeah, 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 it's, yeah. it's not exactly, it's not in character. Uh, yeah, she's got a lot. But that's the thing, I'm, yeah. So she's got, um, she, was, she was like, she was at the forefront of the women's revolution. Whatever you say, 
more heroic words, whatever you think about it. She was there. Mm. She was having the matches. She was Absolutely. witnessing the change firsthand as like the figurehead of the women's division at the time. So she's been yeah, in a yeah. she's, she's been in a fascinating position as as a, from a, a women's wrestling perspective to mm. see it literally. And she was moving up the company to see it tra- like, transition from the divas era to what we've got now. Absolutely, yeah. No, it's, I'm looking forward to that. It'll be a really good insight, I think. Yeah, I look forward to hearing that about nine times in this house as Sarah watches it repeatedly and obsessively. <laughs> um, she's a massive Charlotte fan. Um, and one last piece of positive news. Um, it's not been officially changed yet on WWE.com, but from what you've been putting on social media, it appears that Angel Garza has his surname back. Yay! I mean, that's that's promising for others that have had names changed and whatnot. I don't see Gunther suddenly changing back to, to Walter anytime no. soon. But little things like that, that's cool. It, it gives you hope for maybe people. I mean, him and, and him and Umberto were literally about to enter into a feud with maximum male models. So maybe temper those expectations a little bit. <laughs> I'm told that's quite entertaining to watch. Yeah, it's all about who's the prettiest. Okay. Yeah, ah, it's fine. So they need to have a first blood match. They can ugly each other up a bit, and then, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I can imagine it would be like the fight in Anchorman, where it's like no, <laughs> no touching of the hair or face, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> the only rules. Yeah, so yeah, it's good to see. Say, it looks like Dewdrop might be getting a, a more sensible name. Um, I mean, there's nothing wrong with Piper Nevin, is there? You know, just go back to that. No, absolutely not. <laughs> um, yeah, it just it seems to be a little bit more common sense knocking around, which is which is nice to see because that's been in yeah. short supply. At the EU of the last couple of years, yeah, absolutely has. <laughs> uh, right, that'll wrap us up for WWE news. Or well, if we're on Jacks, we'll take a short break with a bit of audio slave. If we're not listening to on, us on Jacks, as always, get on it. Why aren't you? Because not only do you get our amazing insight, you also get some banging tunes from my tortured brain. Um, so yeah, so <laughs> a bit of audio slave. If you're on Jacks, I'll enjoy that, and we're back with you in a couple of seconds to talk about Raw and SmackDown. And we're back. Okay, we'll pop straight into our Raw recap. Um, so Raw kicks off. Right, Troy, you, you don't watch Raw all the time, do you? I haven't watched Raw properly for about eight, nine months. Well, you've, seen, you've, you've seen a lot more of Raw than I have. Recently. Right. Yeah. Do they always start with a promo? More often than not. Because it's from doing this recap the last couple of weeks, it seems like they always start with a promo. And I don't yeah, quite understand more why. More often than not. I, I don't understand why. But saying that, it was nice to see it being Bailey, Kai, and Sky. They did this with that promo. They, they, did getting... this, they did these exact same people last week, mate, at the start of Raw. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't catch last week's. Uh, in that case, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the, the difference here was you had Asuka, Bianca, and Alexa came out to, to sort of confront them, and they had a big fight. And um, yeah, yeah. Alexa did a big dive on everyone because she's crazy. I saw that, yeah. So that's that's nice to see, but yeah, good. To, I mean, it's good to see the women getting featured. That's great. Love, yeah. lo, lo, love that, love that. But just give my match. Just put one of the tag, put one of the tag title. Just be like, it's Raw and a tag titles tournament starts now. Boom, match. Boom. Here we go. That's it. That's all you yeah. need. That's it. Um, next up, Seth Rollins defeats Angelo Dawkins. So last week he he beat Montez Ford, I believe. Mm-hmm. So he's worked yeah. his way through the street profits now. Obviously, this is it feels like this is sort of like a feeling out process for the profits of single stars, maybe. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I didn't see all of this match, I saw bits and pieces, but Dawkins apparently impressed as well. Like commentary were kind of bigging up the fact that he's worked without his top off, like he's improved his physique and everything oh, like nice. that. So, like there was a lot of chat, there has been a lot of chat in, in recent weeks, months about how good Ford looks and how much he's kind of beefed up and stuff. 
Angelo Dawkins has been putting in the work as well. But he, he looked good here. I mean, it's difficult not to to kind of come off looking good in a match against Seth. Like, yeah, great set of hands. But Angelo Dawkins showed he was is more than capable of of being a singles guy as well. Should that or when that eventually comes? Fair. Yeah, because there's, there's a bit of a feeling, isn't it? Like Montez is going to be the guy. Yeah. And yeah, like, yeah. So there's a little concern about what might happen to Angelo, but based on this showing, you know, he's going to be all right. He'll be, he'll be good. Mm. Uh, yeah, next yeah, up, yeah. Kevin Owens defeated Ezekiel by referee stoppage. Basically, just powerbomb the shite out of them. Um, yeah, I I don't know why this is still going on. Hopefully, this is them just killing off Ezekiel and just bringing back Elias. So this very much feels like it's written off Ezekiel, so that yeah. Elias got time to grow his beard back. Yeah, exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, they'll have come out with the stick on one for a bit. <laughs> I'd like to see Owens um, just murder someone. I'd like to see him being a badass. That's always fun. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So yeah, enough. That's all really to say about that. <laughs> Next up, Finn Balor <laughs> defeated Rey Mysterio. Uh, remember, when, remember when it came out like the other year that Finn Balor was only going to be a jobber from here on in because he was too old. Yeah, and now look at him. Yeah, he's, he's had a he's had a good six months, hasn't he? Yeah, Le- leader of the House of Spook. Beating up the Mysterios week in, week out. I mean, beating Rey, right. just beating Rey Mysterio on the reg on TV is, you know, <laughs> not a bad position to be in, is it? So, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good on you, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, definitely. I mean, they'll feed, it... they'll feed into Edge eventually, but, you know. Yeah. Ooh, that's a point. Will we get that Clash at the Castle? Have they announced anything for that? I don't know. I don't know if Edge is... Let's, see what... Let's just very quickly... That feels like the kind of that feels like the the spectacle that it. I mean, it's close to Ireland. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So we have three matches announced for Clash at the Castle so far. We have the the main event: Roman versus Drew. We have Liv Morgan versus Shayna Baszler, which they they signed the contract for this week. We'll talk about that Mm -hmm. in a bit. And we have Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Asuka versus Bailey, Dakota, and Iris Guy. Okay. Hmm. I, I imagine we'll get it then. They're going to beef up that card, aren't they? Oh, I mean, there's going to be more than three matches, obviously, you know. Yeah. They, yeah. they can always, they can't, obviously, they can't jump the gun on this. They're, they're doing a slow build for, for what well, for WWE is a slow build, meaning more than like two weeks. More than two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Right. Speaking of Dakota Sky and Io Sky, next up, they defeated Dana Brooke and Tamina in the first match of the tag team title tournament. Yeah. Decent. It's nice to see that they've, they've recognized the fact that they do still have some. Women's tag team championships. There, I mean, you've, um, you've got to think that Kai and Sky are one of the favourites here, haven't you? Um, yeah, they're com- they're debuting. You know, they're moving up, re-debuting. Uh, they're coming in red hot with Bailey behind them. You know, yeah. they're going to be one of the teams to beat. I would imagine so. Yeah, I'd I'd, I'd put my money on them. With all respect to Dana Brooke and Tamina, like you know, no, <laughs> <laughs> just no. They ain't winning that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so one of uh, next up then one of the matches that a lot of people have been talking about this week. Uh, Bobby Lashley defeated Champa to retain the US title. Apparently, this is an incredible match. Um, so a lot told, of yeah. a lot of DIY callbacks from Champa. Yeah, I, again, saw highlights of it. I haven't watched it the whole way through, but from what I saw, it looked good. Uh, Champa being allowed to do a little bit more of of those that followed him in uh, Black and Gold NXT, doing a, a little bit more of what we know from him there. Um, Again, my you, always... you just let the people wrestle and it turns yeah. out really well. Who, yeah. who could possibly have thought this? Yeah. Uh, Lashley looks great. Um, I'm just happy that he hasn't kind of fallen by the wayside mm. after he kind of had that, that ch- world championship run. I thought, what are you going to do with him now? But actually, this is great. They're, and they're, they're putting 
this has been said a lot in the last week or so, putting a bit more prestige on the US title and yeah, well, just, to... just having it on TV is yeah. is great, isn't it? You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, Lashley won with the hurt lock, but Champa did last in it quite a while. Mm. It wasn't it, like normally it's quite an immediate tap. It's an immediate tap, isn't it? Yeah. But he, he did all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so good to see. Uh, next up, Omos squashed two jobbers, Andrea Guerco and Spencer Slade. I mean, anyone care Never about Omos? I... It feels like Omos what's, is like... The, what's the, the end game? What's, what's the plan here? What, 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 what are we building to? I don't know. I don't know. Is he good enough to have a proper match with someone? I don't think so. Just bring back Raw, Raw Underground and just have him stood on the door and out for a bit. Just have some guard the guard the uh, the entrance to sweat shame sweaty Shane's Palace of Desire. <laughs> Palace of Desire. <laughs> it looks a lot like a car park, but don't worry about it. <laughs> Shane's sweat pen. <laughs> oh good. Oh, uh, so yeah, so Omos, we don't know what's going on. They're, they're like spinning the wheels at this point, aren't they? Like, we just, we just no. hope, just hope he gets better. If we just, if we keep, it's, it's like, what's going on? We're booking him in twelve second squash matches, and he's not improving. Well, there's your answer, you know. <laughs> oh man. Uh, next up, Dolph Ziggler defeated Chad Gable for some reason. Cool. Yeah, that's a match that happened. I. <laughs> I'm sure it was technically very good. They're both. Accomplished wrestlers, but good. what yeah, the yeah. fuck is the point of having it on TV? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure it was fine. Aaron will like it once he gets that fucking xenomorph out of his eye. Ah, <laughs> oh, for those that don't know, join our Discord. Uh, you'll see images of whatever the fuck has happened to Just his eye. Don't do it when you're having your tea or something. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the main event: NJ Styles defeat the Miz in a no DQ match. Boom. I mean, two of the the best hands in WWE in terms yeah. of kind of having a solid match. Um, yeah, apparently, apparently one of the, I mean, it was it was a solid, it was solid was how I've heard it described. But one of the cool spots was Miz um, hitting AJ with a chair as he went for the phenomenal forearm. Yeah, yeah, which yeah, was, yeah, which yeah. was quite cool. Yeah, they've they've allowed AJ to to do some interesting spots the last couple of weeks. I had it in the triple threat match the other week for the the US title, like. Um, number one contender thing, and he, who is it? Was it against Ali? It was, I think it was Ali, the Miz, and AJ or someone. And Ali did like his his splash off the top, hit it onto the Miz. But as he hit the splash and he kind of rolled back up, Stars grabbed him, put him in the Stars Clash, yeah. and hit him with that on top. Just like little things like that. You're like, oh yeah, AJ's really good. Yeah, don't, don't let him forget that. Just, just let him wrestle. That's, and... that's all. That's all you got to yeah. do. Let him do his thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right then, we'll crack on for SmackDown. Um, so first up, we have more tag titles for action. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez and Aliyah defeated Zia Lee and Shotzi. Remember when Shotzi was a thing? When everyone liked Shotzi? When she was like... Yeah. Now, you see, that, that disappoints me. I feel like that should have gone the other way. They've done not a lot with Shotzi. Uh, so, well, Shotzi or Zia Lee, uh, since either of them uh, came up to main roster. Um, I don't know what I got Raquel in tag team stuff. I mean... I mean, they're, they're massive on Raquel, aren't they? Because tall. Yeah, but then in that case, have her in a singles run. Don't have her in here with Aaliyah, who, again, are just spinning the wheels on. She's been there. I think I think she's been signed there longer than anyone else on main roster, probably with the exception of, I don't know, Randy Orton. Like, she's been there forever, and they haven't done out with her. I don't know why they've put her in here. They could have found someone else to put in that instead of Raquel and Aaliyah. So Aaliyah, Aaliyah and Shotzi... 
with WWE in 2015. Yeah. She's been her ages. Yeah. But she was like, I think she was on the... Was she on Tough Enough or something like that? I know she's on that documentary on the network that's when, like, Corbin first starts there and a few other people, and they're all young and fresh-faced. And she's been through, like, various name changes, and they've just never done anything with Stop her. trying to make Aaliyah happen. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Next up, we had uh, Drew McIntyre promo. Interestingly, he basically... So the gist of this promo was he basically said he was... He came out without his sword for the first time in a while. Uh, he mentioned about like not needing any help or any weapons to beat Roman. So it seems like he's going for a more sort of authentic mm. presentation, less yeah. Loch Ness monster and you know shortbread like, and Ochai and all that nonsense, and more just I'm from Scotland. I'm brew sausages. Yeah, more <laughs> I'm just more just I'm from Scotland. I'll beat the fuck out of you. Yeah, which yeah, that's much better. So yeah. want. Just have him be like that when when he first came when from NXT. To, to Raw, and he was just well, he was an out and out heel then, but like just more like that with him just being a, a lot more serious and just like fucking no nonsense, yeah, and less uh, nonsense. Like Scarlet came out as well and <laughs> cut a little promo basically saying Cross was going to murder everyone, and then the Usos attacked Drew from behind and took him out. Yeah, and Scarlet was like, yeah, yeah but Cross is going to kill everyone basically. So Cross is interesting. Cross is a, is a heel, obviously, but he, he's sort of yeah. against both Roman and. McIntyre. Mm. So he's just like yeah. an agent of chaos already at this point. <laughs> you say scared, like they said to they turn around to Scarlet and said, like, um, this is our house or this is our island or whatever. Yeah, or, you came you came to Bloodline Country or came, something. Or, exactly. And yeah. Scarlet turns around and says, Oh, that's funny. Carrion says the same thing. Fuck yeah. yes, <laughs> give me all of that. Give me all of that. <laughs> um so next up, I got a little bit confused by this segment. So the Viking Raiders were making their way to the ring for some reason. Was it a match? I don't know. Uh, then Kofi just decided to attack them with a kendo stick, and then right. they just, and then they just battered them because there's two of them and they're fucking massive. Because of course they did. Because of course they did. I yeah, this made zero sense to me. I I didn't quite get what was happening. <laughs> but it's nice to see the Viking Raiders like they're they're, they're, oh, this, they're slowly rehabilitating them, aren't they? Like if we can get it's yeah. like even half a level of what War Machine were, then we'll be all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of returns, Hit Row are back. Well, yes, Hit Row. Not all of Hit Row, because some of them are mm. tag team champions in AW. But, you know, <laughs> uh, Top Dollar, B-Fab, and Ashanti Leodonis made the return. Yeah. Um, they squashed Brandon Scott and Trevor Irvin, whoever they are, jobbers, uh, and they got a promo saying cool. they're back. Good to see Hit Row. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy about that. They're the original three as well, because they introduced Swerve after. Yeah. I think they'd, they'd already got together as a thing. And Swerve was brought in as the final bit of the presentation. Um, so, like on social media, like they've been calling themselves the OG three or something like that. Yeah, like the three original yeah. members of of like of Hit Row. Yeah, yeah. right. So yeah, that's okay. cool. I'm yeah. I'm pleased to see them. Definitely. Next up, we had Shayna Baszler and Liv Morgan's contract signing for Clash of the Castle. Ronda Rousey's there for some reason. Yeah, sweet. Uh, Brilliant. It looks She's like absolutely it, coming into cause nonsense. It looks like they're match. building towards. Baszler versus Ronda, which is a match they should have done a long time ago. Yeah. There's plenty of backstory there, in and out of WWE. Yeah. So that'd be fun to see eventually. Uh, right. Next up, Drew McIntyre and Madcap Moss beat the Usos. Oh, Which is mental when you think about how protected the Usos have been in their tag team matches. Yeah, man. That's... Mm. 
I, I say it gives me the fear because I don't fear them losing it. But so no, I mean, I'm not. I'm so sure the street profits couldn't beat them like three times. Who are an established like trained practice tag team, former yeah. tag team champions. Yeah, Drew McIntyre and Madcap Moss. And Moss didn't even come out at the start of the match. He came out like five minutes in. Mm. And they beat the Usos like easy, yeah. easy enough. I mean, I know you're trying to make Drew look like a monster and a fair play, but that just makes the Street Profits look like absolute punks. Exactly at the expense of the Usos and the Street Profits, because it's not just the Usos that are kind of defeated here and look bad. It's like, well, what are all the teams they beat handled yeah. over the last like, yeah. sort of six months? I mean, mm. I mean WWE squashing the tag team division to put over their singles wrestlers. Who'd have thought? <laughs> ne- we've never seen that before. Uh, and then onto the main event the second match of the week that everyone's been talking about uh, Gunther defeated Nakamura to retain the Intercontinental title yeah I mean I've I've seen a few clips of this match the only thing you need to know about is it it was stiff as fuck yeah of course it was my my only gripe here is just just should have given them a bit longer give them half an hour yeah but what they got into that yeah as you say stiff as fuck it was great really really good and again IC title match closing out SmackDown like prestige again. Yeah, US title, IC title on TV. These, these TV matches. titles should be main eventing Raws and SmackDowns like AEW do with the TNT title when they have that defended yeah. on like a main event of Dynamite. Like these should be your main events. Mm-hmm. You don't need. We don't need like like in in back. There's a, there's a dark past where they would have done Drew and Moss versus the Usos as the main event here and put Nakamura mm. and Gunter on beforehand. Because they were the main, they were the pay yeah. guys. But this is the right way to do it. Put the title mm-hmm. on at the end because it makes it seem more important. That's it. So yeah, yeah it's good to see that. You never know. They, they might, they might treat us. They might have the IC title on a pay per view. Oh, imagine that! I mean, just run this back at the pay per view and give it twenty five minutes. Yes, please. The yes, UK please. crowd knows Gunther really well because he's re- he's worked mm. all over the UK. Everyone exactly. knows Nakamura. Just why not put this yeah. on? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd love to see that. Sound right, that's going to wrap us up for the WWE section. Um, we'll take another quick break. If you're on Jacks, you can have some Blackstone Cherry and some Funeral for a Friend. And uh, we'll be back in a few minutes to talk all things AEW. And we are back, so we'll crack on with some AEW news before we move on to our recaps. Uh, and our first story well, it's a, it was a big thing that happened this week it was the return of CM Punk. We'll talk all about that in a little bit, but uh, we got some news on it. Um, so PW Insider was told that despite his return to AEW, CM Punk is still rehabbing his foot injury and the severity of his injury was not a work. Apparently it was, quote, crushed, I believe was the um, the, the phrase mm. used to describe it. Uh, it doesn't seem likely that he'll wrestle before All Out on September 4th. Um, well, this is too, you've got two conflicting stories here. So Peter Rinsad reported that it wasn't kept a secret backstage and he was out in full sight of everyone. Well, meanwhile, Fightful indicates there was a restricted area backstage, and Punk's return was kept secret from quote much of the <laughs> roster, including yeah. some of the people actively involved in the slow in the show cruising brawl on Dynamite. So that was like Blackpool Combat Club, Jericho Appreciation Society. Everyone was out yeah, there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so believe what you will. Based on, mm. I don't think they told the commentators because Jr's call was brilliant and it was incredibly yeah. authentic. Yeah, 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 organic, but very natural. Yeah. Um, and obviously, on top of all this, they're they're planning. They haven't officially announced it, but they're planning a tight unification match between Punk and Moxley at All Out. I mean, September the fourth ain't all that far away, is it? No. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's, so it says there like Punk won. It's 
doesn't seem likely the Punk will wrestle before All Out. Punk shouldn't wrestle before All Out. That's that's no, the draw. That's that's the big thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Agreed. <laughs> um, and that match Who's... is going to that match is going to actually slap because I couldn't call it right now. I, mean, you, you I was think... going to say, could you put in? Like, do you I mean, you think you think Punk obviously because he didn't get his title run, and like they they want to do this yeah. summer of Punk thing, and like in terms of the two guys, like Punk's got a shorter time frame for you to do this, and so yeah. you think like you've got if you want the belt on Punk, it's kind of got to be now. Mm-hmm. But Moxley's just been on such a fucking tear this year. Like, how can Absolutely. you how can you sit John Moxley down and be like, mate, we've got to take the belt off you? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be the guy who tells him. <laughs> <laughs> he is he is and spoiler for the end of the year i'm going to be banging lots of drums for moxie to be rest of the year <laughs> i mean you been, already are but yeah, even, even more, more so, so. <laughs> yeah uh, he has been, if you look at his body of work so far this year it has been absolutely flawless mm-hmm. he even did deep kissing last night with Effie. yeah yeah, yeah. you know what a, what a guy um speaking about returns um, Peter Insider also mentioned that quote just about everyone believes that Kenny Omega will return as the Young Bucks partner in the AEW Trios title tournament on next week's Dynamite, which is mad. Like Kenny Omega coming back on an episode of Dynamite. Yeah, not at all out, not uh, anything out. Like, but they've kind of backed themselves to a corner here because the the, the um, tournament's concluding at all out, but you can't bring Kenny back like for the last match of the tournament. He's got if he's in the tournament, he's mm. got to be in the tournament. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So, that's cool, though. Like, I'm happy to see him, but well, when that time comes. Oh, man. I've I, I missed, I, I didn't realize I've missed Kenny so much until I started thinking about it. Like, because, like, <laughs> I, I will admit, like, towards, towards, like, the end of his title run, I was, like, a, the tiniest bit sick of his heel character. Because mm, mm. it was, it was, it was, he was good and it was great, but he was, he was designed to be so obnoxious that you kind of wanted him to go away a little bit. Yeah, but now here we are, yeah, like yeah. sort of eight months on. It's like, no, I just, I just really want Kenny back now. I really want to go murder people, <laughs> even if it's all my favourites. Even if he just like snapped Dragon's Eddie Kings into oblivion, um, I think I'm, I think I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well, uh, we'll see, we'll see. Um, I mean, if he does, that's what a what a back to back like two weeks of dynamite. This will be like Punk coming back this week. If Kenny comes back next week, like the run into all out is gonna be just straight fire all the way in. Huge. Yeah man. Um again more more ret- like this is so I mean just AW they've, they've done all right the last few months, but you could really tell they've been working with like a reduced roster in oh, terms yeah. of star power. Limited, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But it's now also expected that Adam Cole will be cleared to compete relatively soon as per Wrestling Observer's Dave Meltzer, Daddy Dave, with the, with the scoop there. Uh, so to, Cole said importantly he's not going to be cleared for the tournament. I don't know if that was shoot or whether that was kayfabe. Okay. Uh, so that was the reason he turned on the books last week was like he was like, yeah, we can't win the we can't win the trios titles together because we're not ready to compete. Yeah. And so you're not going to pick Bobby Fish. Yeah. So you know we're going to take you out of the tournament as well. So that was the whole mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Adam Cole back as well. It's all you know. It's all coming together now. We should hopefully you know yeah. be in for a really strong finish of the year for AW here. Which the be great. Year. Yeah, absolutely. Like you say, they've been played with injury the last few months or so. And whilst again to your point, like they, they've gotten by with it, now there's kind of murmurings of certain people coming back, and you realise how how much you've missed a lot of those being on TV uh, and the impact that they have. And as you say, like it looks like it was a strong finish for the year. I mean, it's been really fun as well. We've been able to build up guys like Brody King, who took Mox, mm-hmm. took on Mox. Uh, we got guys like Takesh Diggers doing like amazing stuff, and like, yeah. and like a, his capacity while he's been there. Um, 
so but while it's been and like Will Hobbs has started to elevate the likes of Hobbs and Starks, but now mm-hmm. obviously when you come when you need to sell pay per view buys, you need Kenny, you need Punk, you know, you need Adam Cole to be on the poster mm-hmm. for these things. Yeah, and it's good to get to get him Definitely. back. Uh, and mm. one last bit of little bite-sized bit of news: uh, PlayStation Game Size is that like a website? Uh, yes, I believe so. Uh, they tweeted that THQ Nordic's release date for AEW Fight Forever is February 2023, which is interesting because it has a placeholder release date of December 31st, which means they're pro- they're, in- yeah. they're hoping to get out this year. Like you do, you normally put you normally don't put a year-end date on and then miss the year. So mm-hmm. you'd put a year-end date on, hoping to have it out. I mean, like it was originally planned for September, I think. Yeah. Um, I know, like the Holy Grail for game releases is normally like around November time because that hits the Christmas mm-hmm. period. Exactly. Yeah, so they yeah. obviously they'd want to hit that if they could, but mm-hmm. if it just needs more time, it needs more time. Like, I mean, from a personal point of view, take as long as you want. That's absolutely fine. Yeah, I'm there's happy a, to wait. There's yeah, always yeah. games to play. You know, exactly. come out, bring it out. Not good. short of games to play. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, well, I mean, until we get an official word from from AEW or THQ, I think it's mm. no one really knows. It's all kind of up in the air here, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. Uh, sound right. That'll do us for some AEW news. We'll have one quick break, a little bit of real big fish if you're on Jacks, and then we'll pop back and run down the weekly shows. And we're back. Okay. We'll pop straight in to AEW Dynamite. <laughs> right, so this is really funny. So the first match on the show this week was Darby Allen versus Brody King in a coffin match. And Why fight not? fight went a bit wonky and like cut off the first five minutes of the, of the feed. So oh, okay. I was sat there watching like literally a waiting for signal screen for like five minutes. And then <laughs> oh, literally geez. it comes in and I just the first thing I see is Brody King literally covered in blood from like his face to his belly button, jumping off the apron through a table and Darby Allen getting off the way and he was splashing himself through a table. And I'm like, all right, okay, oh, here we go. Out. Yep, this, this is how this is going to be. <laughs> Straight in. <laughs> uh, this match was hilarious. It was just bloody bonkers. It was, yeah, I mean, it was it was just all the shit they had in their, in their original matches. So, like, Brody's, like, apparently now new favourite thing is to just grab Darby by his belt loops and throw him as hard as he can to the guardrail. <laughs> He does that about three times a match now, which is great. Um, <laughs> a lot of shenanigans. Obviously, it's a coffin match, no rules. The lights go off, House of Black come out. They're beating up on Derby. Then Buddy goes to open the coffin, and Sting is in there already. So he pops out, and like, it's so funny. So Buddy has to like sort of sell like the surprise for as long as it takes a 60 hmm. odd year old Sting to get out of a coffin. <laughs> Uh, whatever you're ready, mate. Come on. <laughs> and then Sting wellies him with the bat, obviously. Um, and then the finish is really cool. So the, the coffin's on the outside. It's open. It's ready to go. Thumbtacks in the lid. And Brody's trying to do... Brody's big thing he's been doing is he's been choking Darby out like a chokehold and then just like dropping his unconscious body. And yeah. um, Darby managed to escape out of that. And he got the chain that Brody King, King wears to the ring and actually choked Brody out on the apron and nice. made him pass out, and then Brody just fell. I don't know how he did it. He fell off the apron, landed in the coffin, and the lid just, like, lovely, looked amazing, just, like, closed on top of him. Mm-hmm. It was a super yeah, cool yeah. finish. Uh, Darby gets his win. A, a few people were upset that, that Brody didn't win this. Obviously, the Brody, Brody's been getting a really big push in AW lately, but don't forget, this is mm-hmm. Darby's match. Like, it's a signature match. Of course, yeah. He's, he he's lost, lost the coffin match. He's lost the last two matches against Brody, so he needed to sort of get one here to keep the feud going. Mm. I think they'll do something mega silly at all out. Yeah. 
to end yeah. this because Brody tweeted a picture of him just like pissing blood all over the place. Afterwards, awesome he just said, just said, "This is not over." And it's like, "All right, okay, yeah, fine. Give me more of that then." <laughs> I mean, for most of this match, Brody looked like the the fucking murderer in a horror film in the last five minutes. Mm. You know, when he's been like done in a bit, but yeah, it was great. Really, really fun. Um, following up from that, we had Chris Jericho and John Moxley cutting promos. Uh, they did Mox first and then Jericho afterwards. Nothing really outrageous on them, but it was a really good way to build towards the main event and it made the main event seem massive. I mean, it was, it was a pay per view level mm-hmm. main event, but this, this really yeah. sort of laid the foundations, got you really hype at the start of the show, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, then we had Andrade and Roosh defeated the Lucha Bros. And Jesus Christ, Roosh is all right, isn't he? He's not half bad, is he? <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, he's pretty decent. He had a banger against um, was it Penta the other week? Oh, I yeah, which was uh, incredible. Mm. He had an amazing match against Dragon Lee at the Ring of Honor pay per view. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. He's been on. I mean, he had a great match against Moxley the other week. He had a, he had a mm. title match against Moxley, um, which was fantastic. Andrade's also amazing you know you forget about Andrade sometimes because he's just sort of been yeah. there a little bit but like he comes to a match like this and like yeah all four guys just absolutely standing out um yeah absolutely yeah. nonsense like that was nice i mean <laughs> the, the Rush hit the bull's horns on phoenix like it sounded so horrible i thought phoenix was legitimately knocked out like, <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah the, the these the sort of um there was a nice bit towards the end of the match where they tied penta's mask onto the ropes and he, he dived like off he took his mask off and dived on a pin to break it up like damn keep the match alive which is really cool and then Rouge hit him with something disgusting while he didn't have his mask on and just like pushed him out the ring and then Andrade hit yeah. Elliot Lowe which is his like hammerlock it's it's yeah. hammerlock did he used to do NXT but he does, a, yeah. he does like a leg sweep to it as well now it makes it look even more disgusting oh okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, turns into a bit like um, a bit like EC3's old move, you know, with the one percent where he like did the spike on oh. the head. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's the other way around. Um, but yeah, it look, it looks nice. sick. It looks really good. Um, then we have announcement of the trios tournament brackets. Um, fuck me, this is all killer. It's like, I mean, it's like on one Fucking side, it's is. so next week we're getting um, on one side it's like the young books and someone. Um, mm-hmm. we've got. Dragon Lee, Roosh, and then and Andrade. We've got United Empire, which is Aussie Open and Will Osprey. That surprised me. That was the surprising entry in there for me. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. They're obviously really high on on, especially Aussie Open. I think from their appearances yeah. in AW, um, yeah. so it's really good to see them. Uh, we have a House of Black, Dark Order, uh, the Trustbusters, which is the new, Ari Davari's mm-hmm. new stable, um, including Parker yeah. Boudreaux, and the Best mm-hmm. Friends. And yeah, so some, some solid, solid just teams. That's awesome. Abs- yeah, it's, it's going to be just madness in it. And I, I, I don't mm. know if it's all under trios rules, whether it's just so in Chikara. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to reference Chikara too much. Uh, in Chikara, when they did the King <laughs> of Trios, they, they did it under like Lucha rules. So that was like, every time somebody leaves the ring, it counts as a tag. Oh, okay. So if you if you're like having a fight and then you just get off the ring, the next person can come in. The next person has to get in. I don't know whether they'll do that's that. Cool. If they do, I really like it because it really makes the match. It keeps the especially for like the fuckery that the young bucks going to do and, and sort of stuff like that and like the fast paced yeah, yeah, nature yeah. of most of these teams. So yeah, are uh, Wardlow and FTR in it or not? No. Ah, they should. I mean, they should be. But then, but then you've got to have them lose, haven't you? And it's, it's how do you? 
It, Put the trios it, belts on them as well. <laughs> Put all the belts on them. The whole point of this to sort of spread the gold out a bit. I mean, I, I, mm. I've got a. So we'll, we'll we'll talk about this in a second. So first, next up, we had a promo. The books were in the in the locker room with Brandon Cutler, and they basically thanked Hangman for saving them last week against um, Adam Cole when he turned on them, and they basically said, mm. "Will you be our partner in the trios tournament?" And mm. Hangman said, "No." He basically said, "No." He said, mm. "You know, when you guys turned on me." He said, like, the Dark Order were here for me. They were my friends. I've not been a very good friend to them lately. I need to show them some support. They're in a tournament. I can't, in good faith, be in the tournament on a different team. Mm. So we said, yeah, no, I'm not doing it. You have to find someone else. But what's weird is, why did he come out and save him the other week then to turn around and go, no, I don't trust you? No, he didn't say he didn't trust them. He said he didn't, out of respect for the Dark Order, because they're in a tournament, he didn't want to join a competing team. Ah, okay, okay, fair enough. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Which leads me to believe that maybe there'll be some sort of situation where Cole sorry, where Cole beats up someone from the Dark Order and it ends up being maybe Hangman, Silver and Reynolds mm. taking on the books in the final. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I'd be right. And in that situation, I'd probably want to I'd say put it on the Dark Order. But I can't see it happening. I think the books are I think the books and Kenny are the first champions because they're going to yeah. set that up for, um, for Red Dragon and Cole to fight them, aren't they, eventually? Mm-hmm. So we'll Makes see. Um, next up, Luchasaurus squashed Anthony Henry. Anthony Henry's yeah, he, I like. It's always nice to see him pop up. Is he is he signed now as well? It came out that he's he signed a deal. Uh, I'm not sure. Is he? Uh, let me just. I should really. <laughs> Where are we at? Yes, Anthony Henry signed. A, he is. Uh, he signed on that like sort of Blake Christian, um, Josh Wood sort of deal. Right, right. He's not. He's not got like the all of the graphic, but he's he's mm-hmm. he's committed to dates and he's working with them and stuff like that. It's good to see. Love Anthony Henry. Yeah. I love his tag team with um, what you call it with um. Oh, what's his name? Pass. The guy from the Wingman, big guy. No, she's not Cesaro, but only the other guy. Um, well, I can't remember his name. Drake, JD Drake. Oh, why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love the the the, the technical the wing cause the the the, the work horseman it's really really good. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, love to see him. Uh, Christian cuts a promo afterwards, um, just carrying on his shower of bastardry, which is nice to see. <laughs> so, I mean, love him that. and Luchasaurus are going to do something nasty at all out, aren't they? Like they're going to have mm. a blood, they're going to have a, some horrible, bloody, nasty, no DQ match or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be vicious. I mean, Jungle Boys already tried to kill him with a car, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they can escalate that. If that's 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 the entry level, like where do you go up? <laughs> yeah, from that, that's where you start in this feud. Like, where's it gonna finish? Like actual murder. <laughs> Jungle Boy cuts Christian's heart out live on pay-per-view. <laughs> uh right, next up we had a Miro promo. He basically is raging against the House of Black. Julia appears and like sort of touches the side of his face that's all like black and messed up. And she asks mm. him to embrace the gift that they've given him. First of all, he says that she can't touch him. Only one woman can touch him. Which is... Hello. Yeah. Sowing some seeds there. And he said he's going to use mm-hmm. the gift they've given him to destroy the House of Black. Oh. So... Oh, that's going to be fucking excellent. Yeah, I can't wait Just for Miro's... Just having to through the House of Black. Miro's holy crusade for the House of Black. <laughs> it's going to be fucking lovely. Oh, Miro and fucking Brody King. Yes, please. 
yeah. all day. Yeah, just let, let them go 20 minutes. Just <laughs> let them go 20 minutes and beat the tar out of each other. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good time. Uh, next up then, Jay Lethal came out with Satnam and Sanjay to talk some bollocks. Um, basically, he wants another match against Wardlow, even though we just lost one, but it's fine. Uh, Wardlow comes out and is like, yeah, you can have another one for reasons. And then they're about to beat him up. FTR come out, make the save, and they hit a big rig on Jay Lethal, which is lovely to see. Always good to see. Yeah. Um, next up, Ricky Starks beats up Aaron Solo. So this match was really fun. It wasn't like it wasn't a big build or anything, but they did a lot of good work in on social media during the week. So Ricky Starks and Aaron mm-hmm. Solo were like a tag team back in WWE in developmental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they sort of leaned into that an awful lot, and they, they had mm. some like um, also got to see that <laughs> Cole Carter with his you know he was in Tony D'Angelo's stable, wasn't he in NXT? Oh, it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's already yeah. got Nick Comaroto dressing like an Italian gangster. <laughs> oh, God. Which is beautiful. Um, obviously, there was, a, there was a lot of... Uh, when he first came into WWE... Uh, to AW, sorry, and fought Ricky Starks, there was a lot of references to him mm. sleeping with fishes. <laughs> yeah, match was fine. Ricky hit one. He hit a really nice spear. Ricky's getting the push, obviously. It's good to see. He's mm. in this sort of... He's going to chew his way through the factory, I think, to get back to fighting Hobbs, which I think is a fine program for him. Gives him a lot of screen time. Let's him just yeah, annihilate yeah. some jobbers and look really good doing it. Do you reckon we get that all out? Uh, Hobbs v. Starks. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's, yeah. I think that's the time to do that. You can kill QT Marshall like two weeks before and then start. <laughs> Hobbs can be his reward. Uh, next up, Jay Cargill defeated Madison Reigns, retained the TBS title. Yeah, it was match was fine. I don't think. Yeah. I don't know. Madison Reigns great. I'm glad she's here in the women's division, like as its coach. Mm. I wouldn't make her wrestle all that much on TV. I think she's maybe no not in her best years for wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the match was okay. Jade still looked good. Um, that's important. She got the win. Yeah, Jade rumbles yeah. on. This this is just a filler feud, I think, to sort of like get us to Athena versus Jade at all out. Yeah, because they announced. Do you think Athena's taking it? Well, I had a theory, which has gone out the window now, that Athena was going to lose, and then Chris Statlander was going to win, and that was going to lead to some sort of friction between those two. Okay. But Chris Statlander's just fucked her knee, and she's out for like six months. So, oh. Hadn't she not long so she, back she, from an injury anyway? Yeah, so she injured her knee, and then came back, and now she's injured the other knee. She's torn her ACL and her meniscus. Oh, oh fucking hell. Yeah. Jeez. So, they announced that on... This week's Dynamite, they announced that because of this, which is interesting, they announced because of this, because um, she was ranked one, that Tony Storm is mm. now ranked number one again, which is she's currently in a tag team with Thunder Rosa, who's the champion. So they're probably oh, going to have okay. another match. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if they put the belt on Tony at, um, at all. Mm. Which makes me think they might not do Athena because they might not switch both women's belts. I think they'll do one or the other. I don't think they'll do two. Mm, not so both, I, don't, yeah. I, I couldn't tell you which one they're going to do. Like it's It's yeah, a coin flip. Yeah. Um, and then the main event, John Moxie defeated Chris Jericho to retain the AEW World Interim Championship. Don't call it the Interim Championship around Moxie because he gets really angry. <laughs> <laughs> this match was phenomenal. It was just hard, stiff. Like So Mox, the whole build-up of this was Moxie said he wanted a Lionheart Jericho. Mm-hmm. And Jericho came out to White Zombie, Lionheart, Lionheart music, yeah. Lionheart gear. He even had the stupid little ponytail on the back of his head. He did. Yeah, it yeah, was, like it the was it, black and yellow trunks. The, yeah, yeah, it was awesome. really cool. Like, it's yeah. obviously Jericho has got this massive like history of character, and it's great that he can mm. just dip back into these little aspects of it all the time. Like he did the paymaker. He did that Kingston. a little bit. Yeah, he did that a little bit with um, 
it's like the labors of Jericho yeah. the year before last or last year and tapping into some of his old kind of character bits there. So when they brought back like Hoover to Guerrero, it was like, and they had like the kind of throwback to, to their yeah, they had like time WCW. WCW. Jericho. Yeah. yeah. yeah the, the pain maker range gauge. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was really yeah. cool. Um, yeah. This match was phenomenal. Like Mox just, pisses blood like on, dem- on demand at this point doesn't he uh, at one point Jericho ripped his earring out oh yeah ripped Mox's earring out of his ear um, Jericho got rebu- got his nose rebusted um, so he was pissing blood yeah. out of his nose um, there was like Moxie kicked out of the Judas effect which was nuts uh, Jericho started That's, out yeah. Jericho started out like proper line hostile he was going for like the submission moves like Man of a Thousand Holds and stuff mm. like that and it, it just evolved into arm like, bar it just evolved into like an absolute <laughs> Slob fest. It was just them beating the piss out of each other. Um, yeah, it's phenomenal match. Absolutely fantastic. Moxie picked up the win. I think it was with the mm-hmm. um, with the, I think he didn't submit. I think he gone with the gone with the Death Rider. But yeah, it was like Moxie's Moxie's been on. As I said before Moxie's been on an absolute tear this year. He's he's been putting on like pay per view quality matches and and doing mm-hmm. it in a way that elevates the people he wrestles as well, which has been such yeah. a rare thing to see. Yeah, uh, this, yeah, yeah. This, I mean, credit and credit to Jericho, man. I, this time last year, he looked done. He was in bad shape. He, he couldn't move very well mm. in the ring. I know he had that big health scare when he was over in the UK. He had like a, mm-hmm. a blood clot in his lung or something. Um, yeah. And fair play to him, man. He is he's rolled back the years. He looks oh, 10, 15 years younger. Phenomenal shape. Yeah. Yeah. And he's moving yeah. so well in the ring now. His matches are really good. Uh, yeah, this this was and this this was a really fun match because it was like a throwback to Mox and Jericho was obviously the, the when Jericho lost the title to Moxley. Uh, yeah, there was yeah. there was some there was some bubbly references from two point oh earlier <laughs> on. They got a promo saying they, they had a little bit of the bubbly ready for when Jericho won, <laughs> which, which is good. Uh, yeah, so so Moxley Moxley wins. Um, Jericho appreciation society come out, put the beating on him. BCC come out to try and even it up, but then more of like so Sammy Guevara 2.0 come out, Hager's out there, they've got the numbers advantage, and then mm-hmm. yeah, Cuth personality hits like no one expected Boom. it. The fucking arena erupts like I'm at home, just like doing shock Pikachu face. Like no one saw this coming. <laughs> it was no one reported on it, no one had a clue it was gonna happen. Nothing. No, CM, nothing. CM Punk's back, he runs into the ring, cleans house, he's he's hopping on one leg to prove that his foot's alright. <laughs> Which is good. And then him and Mox have a stare down, and Moxie just flips him off and takes the title and leaves. Fuck it. So yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. gonna be you, you that's gonna be your all out main event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. Um right, and we'll crack on quickly through Rampage. Uh started out with a Brian Danielson. Promo, he's interrupted by Daniel Garcia. So nothing really groundbreaking here, but there's a few like no. there's a few little hints laid that makes you think that Garcia's gonna turn on Jericho at some point. Like Danielson talks mm. about how like he respected him until Jericho got into his ear and sort of made him what he is now. Yeah. And like Jack Danielson's just probing a little bit into like the why did you do this? Like what that's not who you are. Mm-hmm. And it's like because he's mm-hmm. an odd fit for for the JS like, yeah. stylist. He's yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a pure wrestler and like He's trying to be something he's not, which is they part of, which is, um, yeah, yeah, which is part of the character, which is part of like what makes it w- interesting and weird. And there's there's a lot of speculation mm-hmm. that he's going to either join the BCC or he's going to just turn on Jericho anyway. Or and there's going to be some yeah. sort of intrigue there, which is which is pretty nice. Uh, right Definitely. next up, then we had the newlywed Sammy Guevara, and as uh, she's now going by Ty Mello, and that's her maiden name. She's um, Conti was her ex-husband's name, so she's not using that anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Sammy Guevara, Ty Mello. Defeated Dante Martin and Sky Blue. This was a match with the AAA intergender tag team 
titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, really fun match. Uh, really good to see Ty wrestle again because she hasn't done it for a while now. With yeah, being, she hasn't done it for a while. Yeah, yeah. She's been like Sammy's arm candy for too long and not been going in the ring. Now that Anna Jay is yeah. in the JAS, yeah. maybe you think they're going to have some tag matches as well, which would be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they were they were on a bit of a tear before Anna got injured. Uh, Dante, Dante, and Sammy obviously are two of your good flippy boys. They do all that nice stuff. Yeah. Um, at one point, Sky Blue, and Sky Blue's getting better all the time as well. Sky Blue looks decent in this. Uh, at one point, so Dante Martin jumped on. So Ty was like lying on the floor and they're trying to get up, and Dante jumped on her back and used it to do a Canadian destroyer on Sammy. Oh damn! <laughs> Which was really cool. Awesome. Um, there was a spot on the outside where Sammy shoved Ty out the way so that she didn't either a dive by Dante. But then eventually Ty hits the Ty KO on Sky, picks up the win. Yeah, fun match. Um, nice. Really good. Really f- fun energy. Um, not like not not a five star classic by any means, but it was just nah, damn, fun just, damn, just damn good fun. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Next up, then we had Parker Boudreaux making his TV AEW debut. We've been on Dark a few times before. Uh, he mm-hmm. just squashed Sunny Kiss in about a minute. Yeah, but nice to see Sunny Kiss on TV. Wish, wish, oh, they got a little yeah. bit, wish, wish they got a little bit more time, but you know, put a pin in that. We'll come back to that. Mm-hmm. And because next up we had Beardhausen, that's a team of Danhausen and Eric Redbeard, which you love to see. Yeah. Actually, Eric Redbeard's a local; he's from um, Minnesota, which is where this was being filmed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they unfortunately yeah. though they they lost to the Gun Club. Um. But it was, a fun, it, was a, it was a fun match. But there was fuckery because like Billy Gunn got involved at the end and sort of, of um, yeah. set up the um, set up the finish. And I think Austin hit the famous around Danhausen for the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the match, Billy Gunn basically berated the Gun Club and said like they need to toughen up. They're making him miss the acclaimed because they're so shit, and they need to like, <laughs> they need they need to get better basically. Um, and he's got a match for them next week, which I think is them versus the Barsley Blondes. Mm-hmm. So they're probably going to squash them or like some. And, but after the match, there's been like an ongoing thing where Stokely Hathaway's been like trying to recruit people. Mm-hmm. And so he's got Ethan Page. He's got someone else. I can't remember. And he's oh Lee Moriarty. He's got Lee Moriarty. Oh, he's right. got Ethan Page, and he's trying to get the gun club now. But Billy keeps like sort of getting in the way, and we're like, no, no, don't listen to him. You know, fuck him off. Right. So he keeps trying to give them business cards. So yeah, mm-hmm. so we'll see how that sort of pl- uh, all sort of plays out. And then the main event, um, Orange Cassidy, who's again under the radar, having an incredible year in, in sort of in ring terms. Yeah, man, he had that absolute mm-hmm. banger with Will Ospreay at Forbidden Door, which you know Fucking one of the right one of the matches yeah. of the year. He's been putting on mm. really really good matches all over Dynamite. Um, and here he, he had a really really fun match with Ari Davari, who's mm-hmm. another guy who um is really underrated in the ring, I think. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, he was so, part of the the cruiserweight division, wasn't he? Like, yeah, he Live. was on did a lot of two or five live stuff. Yeah, um, so he's coming to AW as an on screen wrestler and talent. He's also in a producer role as well. He put together the women's tag match that was on last week, which was Britt okay. and um, Jamie versus Tony and Rosa, which was a lot of people said a lot of good things about. So he's he's obviously mm-hmm. making he's making moves in AW on both sides of the camera, which is really good to see. Um, so yeah, Orange Cassidy got the win with an orange punch. Uh, post-match, the Trustbusters came in to, to do the beatdown. Sonny Kiss ran down to make the save, but Sonny Kiss turns on Orange Cassidy, hoops him in the dick, and hoops him in the dick, yeah. joins the Trustbusters. So heal Sonny Kiss. Boom. Let's see where this goes. Yeah. Someone, the first thing I thought was just put Sonny Kiss and um, Parker Bedrow in the tag team together because that would just be mm. a really cool, like big, small combination. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'd yeah, say that. I'd say cool. W. Um, again, nothing, nothing groundbreaking. Just two really solid episodes of TV. We're on mm-hmm. the, we're, we're building up towards all out. Punch we're back. Towards all out. So yeah, yeah. No, it's good. It's um. It's not that point. It doesn't feel like they're kind of treading water there. Like there's enough story to kind of. No, there's, yeah, there's there's clear progression all the time. That like, they're moving That's the storylines yeah. forward. Like everything's happening for a reason mm. now. Because it felt like with, with the whole, like Forbidden Door was really fun, but it felt like a bit of a creative speed bump in a little way. Yeah, that we didn't yeah, quite. Yeah, it did. it, yeah. Every sort of like the spin wheels for like a month or so. We couldn't do storylines because we had all this like New Japan stuff coming in. So mm-hmm. it's nice to see it all sort That's of it. moving towards like a, a sort of focus back now. again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, right then, we'll have another quick break. Uh, if you're on Jacks, you can have some Gaslight Anthem and Red Hot Chili Peppers, and then we'll come back and give you some rest of the world news and recaps. Right, we're back with some rest of the world goodness. Um, just one little bit of news, and then a lot of shows to talk about, so we'll, we'll sort of space it out best we can. Uh, first, all the last bit of news. Uh, so Comrade Thompson said on the My World podcast with Jeff Jarrett, God, everyone's got a podcast now, haven't they? Like absolutely everyone. They haven't they? How are we? How are we? To, <laughs> did Steve and I fucking lunch when he man? Like, don't listen to Jeff Jarrett. Listen to us. We'll tell you what Jeff Jarrett says. So you don't have to listen to it. Um, <laughs> so it was reported that Ric Flair's last match was quote part of a bigger master plan, and but he quickly added, "No, it does not involve Ric Flair wrestling again." It's insane that you even have to say that, isn't it? <laughs> like. <laughs> uh, no, we're not having Ric Flair wrestle again. It's, it's mad that in 2022 we have to say no. Ric Flair is not wrestling again. Um, his Starcast <laughs> company, though, has trademarked Southwest Championship Wrestling, which may seem that he's yeah, it might seem that he's maybe in the process of setting up his own promotion, which would be interesting. I mean, we saw how that went last time. Global Force Wrestling, anyone? I mean, that wasn't Comrade. To be fair, we're talking oh, Conrad. Conrad. Ah. We're talking Conrad here, not oh, Jeff Jarrett. Okay. Crucially, this is oh, not. Okay. This is not. This I got is the not, fear for a moment. This is I'm not a gold selling Jeff pyramid Jarrett. scheme. This is an actual wrestling promotion. Good, because that, that was going to be my next point. Ooh, thanks, yeah, where can I buy my Jesus? <laughs> where can I buy my SCW gold from? That's that's what, that's what I want to know. <laughs> so yeah, it's oh, only always man. good to see new places, people to work. Um, Comrade obviously he's got lots Ooh. of experience in the business. He, he knows people. He's he's done like he's been doing this for years, hasn't he? He's got contacts everywhere, mm-hmm. so he's he's probably well placed yeah, to to, yeah. to do this. And, and from a foot, from a sort of financial and like sort of networking perspective, like a mind networking, yeah. So between this and we've was... we've also got the Freddie Prince Junior. That's what's just about to say, Freddie Prince Junior. On its way as well. So it's good to see people who are well placed to enter the business, be able to do so, which is which is good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, right. Um, next, it's it's time for me to talk a bit more because I've not done enough of that this week apparently. Um, so <laughs> this weekend, I was fortunate enough to go to the opening event of the Progress Deadly Viper Tour in Sheffield. Um, so this is like a tour of. It's, it's it all in the north. It seems like it's all in the north. No, they're doing Birmingham. We've got tickets for the Birmingham that's, one. When, when they when they only ever run London, that's effectively the north, mate. In it, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's no, more doing... northern. So they, 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 you said they're coming out of London for the first real time here, aren't they? So, mm-hmm. yeah, they're doing um, Sheffield, Birmingham, Manchester, Newcastle, uh, Newcastle. Uh, I think that's it. And then they've got the show on the weekend of Clash at the Castle uh, in, in Wales. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So I've got tickets for the Manchester show as well. Uh, I think we're going to that in October. Oh, good. I didn't realize you're going to that. Awesome. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this is the first one. Sheffield. Um. St- 
stacked card. Like super, it, mm. the show was fun as fuck. The venue, the, the card was hot. The venue was nice and cool, which was lovely because yeah. it was super warm yeah. yesterday. I mean, mm. sorry, I mean on Saturday. Not yet. It's Tuesday. I don't forget. <laughs> You've already pulled the curtain back. <laughs> just forgotten about that. No, it's fine. We can just we'll, we'll get away with it. Um, so we kicked off with Sunshine Machine defeating Greedy Souls to retain the Progress Tag Team Championships. Oh my God! This is the match where I got Sunshine Machine. Yeah, I I didn't before, and the match where I got them was on the Super Strong Star Weekend in the Triple Threat Ladder Match, which yeah. I put in my match of the year so far. Um, and again, that's like you, that's where, where I got them. Was like, yeah, these are so this this good. was very much just give us the Young Bucks versus FDR, but for like two hundred and fifty quid. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> Greedy Souls are like, sort of like real bread and butter. Sort of hard hitting tag team, mm. Sunshine Machine, your top flippy boys. Chuck mm. Mambo has just got charisma leaking out of every pore in his body. He has. I haven't seen yeah. someone with that much like natural, just love likability since like a Chris so Travis, or, you know, from back in the day. He is. Yeah. He is phenomenal. He is. I mean, um, TK is really good as well. Like, there's, there's of... a reason why they've got a lot of belts. They're yeah. Progress Tag Championships. I think they're Rev Pro Tag Team Champions. And Chuck Mambo is also Riot Cabaret's champion. Oh, sweet. Nice. Yeah, yeah he sure. won it in, of, at their first show a month or so ago. But they were super over. Uh, I actually have seen Greedy Souls before. They were at a TNT show. I didn't realize until till they came out uh, okay. in their gear. Um, they wrestled Kings of the North. Nice. And then they had a really good match with them. Um, but yeah, this was a really fun match. There was a slightly awkward spot on the outside where uh, TK was getting ready to do a, a sort of shooting star press off the apron and he had to like wait for five seconds and then tell one of Greedy Souls to like stand somewhere else so he could hit the, hit the spot. Oh, really? <laughs> Which wasn't great, but <laughs> oh, the match itself banged. It was loads of fun stuff, like yeah. proper flippy stuff. Chuck Mambo got the hot mm-hmm. tag to TK and like ended nonsense. Yeah, really, really fun. Um, everyone did the jobs really well. Uh, next up, we had Gene Money defeated Magath in what can only describe as one of the best comedy matches I think I've ever seen. So the, yeah. the sort of ongoing story of this match was they kept being ref bumps. So the ref got hit. Like so, Money went in for a clothesline. Magath moved out of the way. Money nailed the ref. Then they tried to pick the ref up. They they were like they had a conversation in the ring. Like oh, um, that was your fault. And they know it was your fault. So the crowd started chanting at Magath, "Say you're sorry." Even though it wasn't his fault, <laughs> and they picked the ref up to try and, and try and like hang him on the t- on the corner, and he just fell and rolled out the ring. So then they both hit big, big <laughs> they both hit big moves, and then obviously there was no ref to count it, and they kept hitting a big move, mm-hmm. and they go, "Oh fuck!" and forgetting that the ref was knocked out. <laughs> so then another ref came in and got hit in the face, and like sort of couldn't see. Like was, she was covering up her eyes, and as that was mm-hmm. going on, Maggot went out and got Gene Money's Gene Money Championship. Yes, which he, which he unveiled for the first time. Um, which he wasn't defending. He was the reigning, not defending G Money champion going into this match. Yes. Um, so he came back in and he tried to Eddie Guerrero money. So oh, he, I see. He threw him the belt and like. Chuck the belt. And, then, the and money just shouted, Are you trying to Eddie Guerrero me? So then. They threw, <laughs> so then money threw the belt at Magus and then they were they were throwing it back and forth like hot potato in it. And then they like literally were both like mm. trying to shove it into each other's hands in the middle of the ring. The ref like turned around, like, fine again now. Sort of like what the fuck's going on? Grabbed the belt, pulled it off both of them. They both dropped to the floor like they've been hit. Then the first ref got back in the ring, having recovered. Ejected the second ref. <laughs> 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 oh, 
And then as that was all going oh, on, man. money got up and Ainsley Larry did Maggot for the win. It was nice. It was incredible. It, it sounds like a bit lame, but like Maggot and Money oh, just it's sold gold. it. Maggot, well, both of them are excellent. Both of them are, are really good, like comedy wrestlers. Um, but also both very good wrestlers generally. Uh, but I remember the last show I went to it was Maggot and Charles Crowley, and it was oh, very nice. much that same, just kind of nonsense, but absolutely hilarious. Really fun to watch. Yeah, it was it was super entertaining, like really, really, really good fun. Uh, next up, we had a three-way match: Lana Austin defeated Raven Creed and Eliza Alexander. So the storyline going to this was Lana's really scared of Raven Creed, and she'd been like paying Eliza Alexander to like beat her up for her. And so yeah. this was, even though this is a triple threat match, it was kind of a, a handicap. So a lot of it was just Lana mm-hmm. hiding in the crowd whilst Eliza and Raven had a match, and like Lana <laughs> kept running in every now and then to like try and help out, and like running mm-hmm. away whenever Raven was on top. Ended with um, Eliza hit a finisher on Raven. Lana just hoofed her in the side of the head with a bit of a kick and then stole the pin. Mm. And then she was celebrating after the match. Eliza got up, finally had, had enough and booted Lana really hard and just left. So that that that, um, I mean, that alliance is over. Yeah, Lana Austin is... We'll get Lana, Lana against Eliza then, the next one, I imagine. Lana is the biggest heel in progress, basically. She's brilliant. She's so funny. <laughs> so then, before the next match, we had um, Spike Dravet came out with his cape, mm-hmm. and he was, he was, he was, he was. He's, I mean, he's a great heel, isn't he? He was like, he was, it's he was caught, he was calling Simon Miller a big baby. He wouldn't give him the microphone unless he did a dance for him. <laughs> All this, and Simon was like, "Well, the reason you're out here is someone sent us a video, and it was Drew Parker. He said he's back for three. He's been out out of the UK for three years. I mean, he was in TNT the other week, but it's fine." Shh, don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, he's challenging Spike to a death match. It's booked. Um, Apparently, it's Seth. It's happening coincidentally the same weekend of um, the GCW shows in Liverpool. So that's the show mm-hmm. you're going to try: hamburgers and handshakes. Aye, yeah. So you're gonna see you see a boy Spike's gonna bleed. Mate, it's gonna be such an intense four days because <laughs> if GCW TNT deathmatch stuff wasn't enough, I get to then go and watch that at Progress. Put it this Christ way: you, you, you're gonna see a lot of Drew Parker's blood in those four days. <laughs> so I think it's like him and it's him and Clint Mojera oh, versus yeah, yeah, Alex yeah. Colon and John Wayne Murdoch in a, in a, in a deathmatch tag team match. Jesus, what? that's gonna be buckets of claret myth. Buckets. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's going to be fun. Spike sold that like he'd just been like tapped on the shoulder by Satan himself as well, which was really nice. <laughs> um, so that was cool. Then we have to talk about the next match, which probably, probably, well, easily the match of the day. One of my match of the year. Uh, Kanosuke Takeshita defeated Leon Slater. Now, considering this match was put together on incredibly short notice, because it was supposed to be Robbie X. Robbie X wasn't mm. clear to compete. Slater stepped in. They tore the fucking house down. I bet they did. I this match, Leon Slater's superb. It was incredible. Mm. There was one point where, like, Takeshita went for like a running, the rising knee in the corner. Slater caught the knee. Um, oh my god, I, I can't even describe some of the things. I've, I'm going to put a little video on the Discord of Takeshita doing murder on the outside through the chair that Sarah was sat on, <laughs> which, nice. which was which was quite fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, these these two guys. I mean. This, this, I don't know an, an awful lot. Slater, I know he's he's part of 0121, isn't he? He is, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've never seen him wrestle before. This felt like I don't, I, I don't know if he's if he's like sort of made his name, but this felt like a big coming out moment for him. Yeah, he's had a couple of matches for him and Ricky Knight Jr. had a one on one at uh, I can't remember what show it was two progress shows or so ago, which is really good. 
And then they had a tag team match. It was those two against Sunshine Machine at Progress mm. 24-7 last month. Really good. I don't know if he's been put in, because they've got their, their natural progression tournament coming up. I don't know if he's in that, but that's kind of the the upcoming like Rising Stars tournament. It wouldn't surprise me if he was in that. Yeah. But as you say, this sounds like it was very much a kind of like a, an emergence kind of star making kind of. I mean, this is it, this guy. It looked there were moments where it looked like he could have deservedly won that match. Mm. It was it was unbelievable. Like it was it was back and forth. It was everything. Takeshita won with the the knee at the end. There was I've got a video of like literally the split second before Takeshita hits the knee of him like in motion and Slate is just like on one knee, just like looking up. Just before, he, like, just before his world ended, <laughs> but yeah, I mean Slater. I mean Takeshita's amazing. We all know that he's mm. one of my favorite wrestlers. He's he's had a hell of a year. Like his AEW mm. excursion and his US trip has just been literally wall to wall bangers. I don't think he's done a match less than four stars while he's been in Damn. America, which is just nuts. Uh, he hits every time, uh, and he's, he's massive as well. You don't realize until you get you see him up close how fucking tall. I he saw is. some of the pictures of him, and I was like, oh, he's a beast, isn't he? Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah Leon Slater. Leon Slater, mate, the sky is the absolute limit with him. Mm. He can go. He can go all the way to the top. Uh, yeah. After the match, as well, standing ovation. Like everyone, not a single person in the seat. Um, mm. Huge ovation for Takeshita. They stayed, stood up and cheering for Slater as well after Takeshita left. There was a, there was a, there was a handshake. There was a bow. There shows of respect at the end of the match between the two competitors. Um, nice. As well, Dan Maloney and Darius came out to sort of help Leon Slater and sort of like hype him up as well, yeah. um, which was lovely. Uh, nice. Yeah, really, really good to see. Like phenomenal. Awesome. That's, it was not only a great match; it was just a really great moment as well in like the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah, it was it was really it felt really special. It really did. I look forward to watching that one. Yeah, as soon as as soon as that comes on um on Progress World, absolutely get mm. on that. It was it was a banger. Um next yeah. up then we had Luke Jacobs defeating Mark Davis from Aussie Open, which was a, a late addition. Hmm. And Man Like Doris to retain the Atlas Championship. This was a hell of a match as well. I mean, it was this started off the second half of the show, and it was the perfect mm. like second half match. It was yeah, yeah, it was yeah. beautiful. Um, loads of fun action. I there was a point where Doris hit a massive four fifty, and it looked like he was going to win. Like it was two point nine nine, and I bought. I was like, oh. this is it. It's, it's Doris's time. It's happening. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there wasn't to be. Oh, um, mate. But yeah, really, really fun match. Mark Davis, how can a man that size move that well? Because <laughs> he is an, he is a massive boy, but he yeah. is so quick. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that was really fun to see. Uh, great to see, yeah, someone who I'm going to be watching on Dynamite this Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Live yeah, yeah. and in the flesh, which was kind of... So this was one week removed from Takeshita versus Claudio. So I'm a guy I saw put on a five-star match last week, and then a guy I'm going to see, see in, a few, in a few days' time. Yeah. So yeah. this is a really cool awesome. card for an AW guy like me. Um, next up, we had Hayata uh, defeated Dean Ormark. Really, really fun match. Hayata, if anyone doesn't know, I, I wasn't familiar with him. He's from Pro Wrestling Noah. He's in the Ooh. same stable that Ridgeway's in, in, um, in Pro Wrestling Noah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, really, really cool guy. Like, oh my God. Mm. I, I've got never an awesome seen, look. Yeah, never seen him rest before, but goddamn, he is. Yeah. Yeah, he likes kicking people really hard, it turns out. <laughs> as is the way of strong style. And Dean Ormark <laughs> is just as someone said, he's the most he's the most copied wrestler. If you you're you, Dean Ormark's the guy who first did your favorite wrestler's favorite move. Dean Ormark is the blueprint, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh he did a move, like so he had he had Hayata in like a styles class position and Hayata mm-hmm. tucked his chin and I got the fear. 
but oh, he shit. didn't. He, he didn't. Instead of like falling forward, he just sort of like sat down into a powerbomb. Oh, which was yeah ridiculous. It was yeah. really really fun back and forth. Um, Hayata won again by just I think it was like a shining wizard or something. Just uh, it was hard to see because the ring was quite high and it was quite low down the finish. Mm. But he looked like he just kicked right. Dean really hard in the face and then pinned him. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you love to see. Um, Dean's wrestling to Kester on Sunday. Um, so I can't wait to see that match when it goes up on Progress World. Mm. I would have gone to see that, but Newcastle train tickets were 120 pound. So absolutely not. <laughs> I love to catch that. I'd love to see him go against Dino, but not for that money. <laughs> nah. Uh, next up, then uh, women's championship action. Laura DeMatteo, uh defeated Kanji by DQ. Yeah. So this was a rematch essentially because they faced each other at twenty four seven. The last one I went to. And that ended in a bit of confusion. And it was a bit of a weird finish. And everyone said they're probably going to have another match. So I don't know what this is leading to, whether it's going to be some sort of stipulation. I think that... it will be. So there was a promo video before the show started. And the, the segment for this match was Laura saying to the Kanji, basically she couldn't she couldn't go to the places that Laura went to. She couldn't, she didn't have the killer instinct. She didn't have like, mm. she didn't have the grit in her to like, to do the things that need to be done. Like basically right. like you're not willing to cheat or like hit someone with something to, to win the title. So you, you can't be champion. Right. So the finish of this match was, so Kanji had like an arm sleeve on, like a like she'd hurt her arm or something. Was that something to do yeah, with part yeah. of the previous match? So mm. Laura went and got a chair and in full view of the referee, she put the chair on uh, Kanji's arm and she was going to pilmanize it. Right. Then Kanji sort of managed to fight her off, but her arm was because she had this this like sort of sling on. Her arm was caught yeah, yeah. in the chair. She couldn't get it off. So as she was trying to get it off, like Laura went to like sort of attack her and Kanji ended up like inadvertently hitting her with the chair while it was on her arm. Ah, oh, okay. And so it was a D- so it was it was an inadvertent DQ. Right. Um, yeah, and then after the match they had a big brawl and all the ring guys had to get in and separate them. Big pull apart, yeah. 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 Nice. So, so this is gonna end up like a no DQ match or something, or yeah. Submission or I not I quit, but something to that extent, yeah. Yeah. Uh right, and then on to the main event. And what a moment this was. What a shocker this was. Jeez, um, I didn't see this coming. No one did. Big Damo defeats Chris Ridgeway to win the Progress World Championship. And right, and it was a very good match. It was an incredible match. Um it went about 20-ish minutes, probably mm-hmm. it felt like. But from like the foot of 50 minute mark onwards, Ridgeway didn't get a lot of offense in. You know, was it just squash? So he was kicking. He was kicking Damo in the leg a lot, trying to get him off his feet, trying to put submissions on. And it was they, they sold it really well. And like I don't know how commentary sort of I couldn't hear the commentary, obviously, but every time Ridgeway tried mm. to put Damo in a submission, because Damo was so big, he just reached over and smacked him in the face. Basically. <laughs> Amazing. And so he just, he just couldn't get the submissions working. And right. there was a big sort of there was a moment um towards the end, towards like the beginning of the end of the match, where like Ridgeway his his big thing was he was just like open hand slapping Damo and like the sort of side yeah. of the neck to try and like knock him down, mm-hmm. and he just slapped him like twice. And Damo just looked, just took them, looked at him, and they just headbutted him. <laughs> and Ridgeway just went fully down to the floor, like. Fuck and it was out. like at that. It was like at that point he was like, he, he must have, it must have like, I, I, I just can't beat this guy. So then Damo hit mm. a he hit a wasteland. Remember that? Um, Wade Barrett. Oh him. yeah, yeah, yeah. He hit one of them into yeah. the corner, then a sent on off a standing sent on, then a Vader bomb. And Ridgeway kicked out at like 
Fucking and I was hell. like, all right, that's it. Then that that was Damo's big thing. Like, yeah. he's gonna like roll Ridgeway's him or something, or he's gonna tap him or somehow. Mm. But then they had like another little quick exchange. <laughs> like he got him onto the floor. He got Ridgeway onto the floor. Just um, hammer and anvil elbowed him in the kidneys about four times. Oof. And then Vader bombed him on the onto his back and Vader bombed him and then pinned him and won. Jeez. It was like I said, Ridgeway. He he did he, he, a really good showing in the early early stages, but from like the sort of yeah mid, past the midway part of the match, he did not get a lot of offense. Like he just ran out of ideas. Like he, yeah, he, he just couldn't. He nothing just else. Couldn't 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 do it. Just too. It was too much. Yeah. Nice. And then oh, De- Demo got a couple of cans of Guinness off the um off the guys drinking a few cans of the ring. Uh, basically said, yeah, he never thought he'd be Progress World Champion. He had a list of things to do in wrestling that he wanted to accomplish. He never thought this would be one of them. Mm. And yeah, and then he said, "Yeah, let's just get the beers in." And off he went. Off he went. <laughs> well, he was he was so over, like so so over. Like yeah, last couple of times I've seen him at Progress shows, he's been massively over. So yeah, that's it's, a cool moment for him. It was beautiful. It was really cool. He looked he looked really emotional as well when he won it as well. He, mm. The look on his face, it really meant a lot to him, and it was great to see it. Ah, good lad, good lad. So yeah, that's that's a massive shock though. Ridgeway's only defended it like. Once, twice. Yeah, well, he, he, he won it at Super Strong Style, didn't he? So yeah, that was only uh, when was it? I've got the poster up. June, start of June. Yeah. Bloody so, hell! Yeah. Ridgeway put on Twitter today that he's taking a break. I don't know if that's from wrestling or from progress or whatever. I don't know if that had anything to do with, with the title change. So yeah. Hmm. Between that and um, Luke Kessler getting his soul ripped out of his body last week, it's been a bad couple of days for Northwest Strong. <laughs> Oh, I can't uh, wait to watch that one. Yeah, that's, honestly, it was a. I mean, if if not for Takesha first Slater, that would have been an easy match to the night. You know, it was it was that it was fantastic. It told a really good story. It was both guys yeah, did yeah. so well. And don't forget, it was it was hot as shit, and like they, they were under the mm. lights. There was one point in the in the triple threat match where Luke Jacobs just like running lariated Mark Davis, and I think about a pint of sweat blew up him. <laughs> one fluid pint <laughs> you, you, honestly, you just saw it, the droplets just explode off his chest it was just like <laughs> oh it was insane right um, we'll have a quick final break and then we'll run down very quickly with some GCW and G1 stuff to finish off the show uh, if you're on uh, the Jacks Radio we can have some Hellas for Heroes keep it British after that lovely display of British wrestling and we're back with you in one second Okay, and we're back. Um, just very brief. Um, some just some notes, really. You know, I'm not going to do match like recaps of some bits and bobs that happened at GCW Homecoming Night One, which, as we record, this mm-hmm. was last night. Obviously, Night Two is on Sunday, but we're not going to be around for that, so you have to find that out yourself. But a couple of title changes and a couple of big moments. Uh, first of all, the Briscoes defeated Los Massasos to win the GCW Tag Team Titles. Nice. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. They've obviously they've just officially signed with Ring of Honor, but they're still getting a big mm. push in GCW, which is good to see. Yeah, and they, yeah, they, yeah. they're quietly having a well. Obviously, those two sort of massive matches with FTR, they're quietly having a very good year as well. Mark and Jay. Mm. They'd already won the GCW Tag Team Titles like earlier this year, I thought, and they lost yeah, them they fairly did. quickly, didn't they? Was it yeah. so Nick Gage and they lost them at um, the show we watched World on GCW? Yes, that was it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was when Nick Gage came out when he literally couldn't wrestle because he was so fucked and he was still so injured. <laughs> uh, yeah, so good to see that happening. Um, big news of the night. Uh, Rina Yamashita defeated Alex Cologne to win the GCW Ultraviolent title. Damn. She took, I, Sarah was watching the match before. She took a Styles Clash through a shower, like pain, and Christ kicked out of two. Jesus wept. 
it was that when we watched that match, it was nuts. Um, they talked, they mentioned TNT a lot as well. Um, Alex Cologne came out with he came out with the yeah. Extreme Championship as well. Around and they talked nice. about him. they talked about him defending it in Liverpool um, in September at the GCW TNT shows, which was nice. Liverpool getting a shout out on GCW television. That's you awesome. Love, you love to see it. <laughs> um, gonna be fucking blood pouring out of camp and furnace. Oh no, it's hanger, isn't it? It's hanger. Sorry, yeah, it's a hanger. Um, yeah. And then the big one, the main event: John Mox defeated Effie by technical deep kissing <laughs> to retain. <laughs> so the the, well, the the start of the match, like Effie, like leaned in to like like he was going to bite Moxie and just kissed him on the cheek, and then like there was a big. Tr- I saw that. Then they had like a back and forth, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, and then so the, the the finish was Moxie just like lip locked him for like three seconds, <laughs> and afterwards Effie was like a bit dazed. The Moxie just death rattled him and pinned him. <laughs> oh, mate. Uh, Professional was... wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. John Moxley <laughs> deep kissing Effie. He is. The... John... What can... Is there anything Moxley can't do? Quite frankly, he's still banging um... that drum, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> so after the match, Moxley's on the mic. I mean, at one point during the match, he just got a pack of cigarettes from under the ring, lit, lit a smoke up, and was like putting Effie in like a abdominal stretch while smoking a cigarette. <laughs> um, so after the Amazing. match, Moxley cuts a promo saying that it's too easy now. There's no one left for him to face. He needs more. He needs like you know a new challenger. Nick Gage's music hits and the place fucking exploded. Oh. It took Nick Gage like 10 minutes to get to the ring so he was being mobbed by the crowd that had. Just mobbed. Yeah, yeah. So he gets in the ring, basically says, you know, he thought he'd have to retire. He's had all these injuries. And Moxie said he'll give him another match, uh, but he wants it title versus career. Oh. So if Gage loses, he's done. I mean... So Gage is winning. Gage is winning. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Moxie said he, he, he'll name the time, he'll name the place. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there we go. Sweet. That's coming up. Um, it's gonna be a rough couple of months. So Moxie's probably gonna lose his interim world AEW title. He's gonna lose his GCW title. You know, he'll, he'll be fine. He'll be, he'll be all right. He'll be all right. He'll be fine. Yeah, he'll still right. get wrestler of the year. Well, very quickly, then fly through some G1 bits and bobs. Um, mm-hmm. So a couple of matches of note. Um, Lance Archer defeated Jonah by countout, which is important. Um, that has implications. Well, the fact that it was by count out. Well, no, no, just that Lance Archer has the tiebreaker over Jonah now. If they, if it comes. Oh, to I it. see. So if, if we'll talk about right, it in a right, sec. Right. Um, if Lance Archer beats Okada, because Okada's last match, and Jonah wins his last match against Farley, they'll all be on eight points. But Jonah will have the tiebreaker over Okada, and Archer will have the tiebreaker over both. Archer will have the tiebreaker over Jonah and oh, Archer both. Oh, and right. Okada. So he's already beaten Jonah. If he beats Okada, then he'll go right. through. Bloody hell. Um, El Fantasmo defeated David Finlay, which is interesting because Fantasmo is sort of like a bottom. So Block D, which we'll talk about in a second, everyone's still in it. Like no one's eliminated yet. Yeah, still it's still wide open. Um, Finlay was the runaway leader at one point, but he's sort of been pegged back. Like a little bit, he got out to a big lead, and he's sort of been pulled back in a little bit. Um, mm. And another big one because it was a rematch of the Forbidden Door um, sort of semi-final. Haruki Goto defeated Tanahashi. Which was it felt like felt pretty big. It um that yeah. really clears the way for Zack Saber Jr. to to run away with Bloxino. You reckon? Well, we'll we'll talk about the um very briefly. So Block A, look, everyone's still everyone's still in contention. We've got a card on eight points. Jonah, Jeff Cobb, and Archer are all on six points. They're the only men still mathematically mm-hmm. alive. All right. So Jonah has Farley. You'd expect him to win that in his final yeah, match. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Archer and Okada fight each other. So. Okada's got to beat right. Archer, basically, to, to go through. I don't know how Jonah goes through. Maybe if Okada and Archer double count us or something. Mm. I can't see that happening. 
Uh, block B, the only two men still going, and this it's this is poetic, isn't it? Jay White and Tamatonga. Yeah. Of course they are. <laughs> <laughs> so something something's got to give there. Nice. When did Tamatonga start dressing like Iron Man? By the way. Nope. <laughs> uh I, I'm not sure. Maybe around the same time he started to grab mullet. <laughs> yeah, he looks weird. I don't don't like I don't like mullet Tamatonga. Um, <laughs> block C. Then we've got Jack. There's Zach Sabre Jr. on eight points, and then we've got. Hirsch Tanahashi, Hiroki Goto, and Tetsuya Naito all on six points. Naito's been he's had a quiet one, but he's he's sort of he's handily placed, I think is how you describe him. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he could he, yeah, yeah. he could he could do something from there. He's not been doing he's not been getting any big wins, but he's been doing the work. He's been keeping himself in contention. Steady pace. Yeah, he's just been just been keeping keeping, you know, keeping pegging with everyone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, block D then is the fascinating one. So all men are still active in this. No one's eliminated mathematically. So you've got uh, Takahashi, Finlay, Shingo, and Osprey all on six points, and then you've got Yoshihashi, Juice Robinson, and El Fantasma on four points. All to play for that. So, so it's something. Something's got to happen there. I have no idea what's yeah. going to go. It's fascinating, as I said. So we're, we're currently into the last few group block matches this weekend. By the time this podcast mm-hmm. comes out, we'll know who the final four are, and then it's Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday, Thursday. We're going to have. It's mad that it ends on a Thursday, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we'll have the um, the final, the finals, and we'll know who the G1 champion is by mm-hmm. Thursday. So yeah, good stuff. Feels like that's a lot yeah, of. Man. It feels like this has come to an end very quickly, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exciting though, like you say. There's uh, there's still plenty to go there. There's plenty speculation what could happen and and ways that things could work out, and certainly the stuff in Block A with the kind of the tiebreaker and everything there. Like it's. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting. There's, to there's, still, there's still stories here. Yeah, there's still a lot of stuff that can happen. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right, I think that'll do us. Um, we're going to oh. go and put some water back in our bodies because it's still punishingly warm. <laughs> um, we'll play you out with some Idle Wild if you're on Jacks. Uh, you're probably hearing that creeping in as we're speaking to you right now. Um, yeah, thank you all for watching. Listen, uh, this will be up on YouTube as well on the, on the video if you want to look at oh, us I for some reason. Um, you can do that. <laughs> so, however you want to consume <laughs> it, please do. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you all next week. Uh, take care. Goodbye. Bye. Hello, yes, Danhausen here. Danhausen has been summoned. You must love this podcast house in the Untitled Wrestling Podcast House. Here. <laughs>